It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Do don't don't do don't. It's great. Do don't don't do don't. I love it. Forty years into the future. Do don't don't do don't. It's not even forty years in the future anymore. It's now. Oh, it's technically now. Judgment Day should have happened already. Yeah, that's right, huh? Judgment Day happened in like 1997 or 98? I, if I remember correctly, they pushed the year back. Uh, they keep pushing the time because, um, you know, after the first one, they didn't kill John Connor. So Judgment Day was pushed back. And then okay, John. Con- then they sent the T-800 back to help John Connor in T-2. So Judgment Day got pushed back again. And then in T-3, Rise of the Machines, it was pushed back yet again because the humans were able to revolt. And then according to this one, it happened in like 2017. Oh, wow. So this happened three years ago, apparently. You know, I'm, I am glad that I picked the robots. Speaking of robots. Yes. Have you been, I don't know how this just like lined up, but before watching this movie, before we even talked about watching this movie, I fell into a deep hole of watching the Boston Dynamics um, robots. Uh-huh. Have you seen these robots? Is this anything similar to like BattleBots? The Boston Dynamic Robots is a is a wing out, out of MIT, I believe, um, and they make these actual fucking robots that will blow your fucking mind, Christian. In what sense? What do you mean? They run, jump, flip. They can pick up boxes. They have like this dog creature that can open doors and shit. Uh-huh. It's like it all started off kind of hokey, kind of silly at first. Like in, I think I first started seeing Boston Dynamic videos in the early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I'm but listening. Now, that burp they, was they glorious. Fucking, these they have robots that can like do backflips and shit, and like run like a. Per- it's so fluid the way that these robots move. I gotta show you. That's I gotta show you. So scary. It's, it is fucking terrifying, dude. Boston Dynamic. It's already. It's already fucking. You remember the the Black Mirror episode that was filmed in black and white with that like. Oh yeah. The, they make a robot that like is the, actually like that. the robotic dog. That's got like an arm. Yes, they. But that's based on the Boston Dynamics robot. Why are they being designed for warfare? Is that what it is? Uh, they they are being designed for robotic reasons. But uh, you know who knows what they do. They do also have a robot that is fueled on organic matter, decaying mm-hmm. organic matter, which is a robot designed to help clean up battlefields after war. Uh, that means this robot eats people. That's actually what it does. That's so scary. I think that's going to snowball into Terminator. Terminator. This is the, the end of humankind. We're going to record your reactions because this is going to be great. This is called the Atlas robot. It's their first humanoid robot. And just take a look at what this guy can do. It's only 30 seconds long. And it's after, like Wally with limbs. It's like. What? Look. Look at this. He's a gymnast. He just, he just did a somersault. Now a friend flip. Spun around. Doing a friend flip forward. Jump kick. Another role. This robot is a cheerleader. What is going on? This is... Jump spin and pose. So fluid. Now, does this robot... Is someone controlling the robot actively? No. In real time? So this is... That's, it's doing it upon its own They're telling accord. it like, hey, robot, do this, 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 and this. Uh-huh. But it's calibrating and understanding its balance. and under- This is the first step to fucking Terminators, bro. And like, I, I fell into this deep, deep hole of fucking... These Boston Dynamics, this the dog that they have now. Like, look at it run. Look at this is the Atlas running, and like it can jump. It looks like it should be fake. This looks like this is real. This is one hundred percent a real robot. It's jogging more fluid than actual joggers. It can jump over things if there's an obstacle in the way. It that can looks jump like over a person it. in the suit. This is so hard to believe right now. They also like then they test it too. They make it like pick up boxes and they try to knock the boxes. This was their first robot, the dog. Okay, and like, what is the MPH? Do they okay twenty eight point three? Look at this dog. This is the first one, bro. This isn't even like that. Is straight up from Black Mirror. Look, so here they're testing it, like picking up boxes. You got to see the dog now, though, because the dog now is fucking. What they've upgraded it more. It's it's. How old was that video that you just showed me? That one where it was running at twenty nine miles an hour. That was like their first prototype dog. I'd say that that's probably at least fifteen years old. You're kidding. Yeah. Look, look at it. And look, they sell it there over here fucking that spot. Look, it knows its name and shit. So like, this is the dog that would potentially eat the remains of dead bodies after no, a battle. No, this is like something that's going to help like handicap people. Like this is going to change stuff like look, people working in industries and stuff like that. In what sense? What will it do for someone that's handicapped? Look, so it can open doors. It can work. It can pick Holy up. Holy fuck. I don't trust it, man. They fucking I they, don't trust it one bit. As cool as it is that we are advancing this quick uh this technologically 
This one's really going to scare you then. Because look at how strong they fucking are. Look at how, look, first of all, look at how many there are. There's two, four, six, eight of they these look dogs. like a bunch of metal turkeys. Look at them walk. Ten of these dogs. If I were to see that out in pub- public, and I look would what they're pulling. my pants. Wow. They're pulling a Mack truck. They are that strong? These robots are, are incredible. Look, this one when it meets a real dog. This is fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is like old now compared to what it can do now. The real now dog it has is like another out. arm on top that can like reach out and fucking open doors and shit. What do you think is going to be the price tag on this? Like when it first gets dropped. It's probably a, this is probably a 300 million dollar. You think 300 robot. million? Really? Well, right now, I mean, right now it is, but I bet you they'll get it down to I wonder what the price is going to be when it normalizes. Like if we if could, it own, do you think we could own one of those? You think like drone technology? Well, I mean, let's think about like the Tesla, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. When Elon Musk uh, first came out with the Tesla, this was or start br- yeah, start bringing roadster. up ideas of it, right? When he first made the Roadster, that was like a million dollar car. Yeah, and like we were hearing talks of it being automatic, mm-hmm. where you could like let it just be advanced cruise Autonomous. control, right? Autonomous. Yeah, you could just have it on the freeway, and it, you could go to sleep, or you could like play a game while it drives you to your destination. That was just a rumor. Though that was just a fucking thought, right? And now that idea was brought to fruition, and people are owning it. There are uh, Tesla recharging stations at a lot of different places. It's it's crazy. So if that is possible, something like this within the next decade or two will could be normalized. AI is going to be one of the best. It's going to be one of the hardest technologies for humans to grasp. And we're going to have to be very smart to be able to keep control of it because if we are creating technology we that will I don't will, think it's going to be that hard because we're always so? going to be able to turn off the power source okay there are too many movies that exist you think for us to not learn from those mistakes I think movies are movies bro I think you're falling for like Hollywood I get a little like, scared of course but I don't think AI is scary because at the end of the day who's in control of the power mm-hmm. we are yeah at no point is AI going to like turn into Ultron and be like oh and then even if it does think humans are the plague on earth it's not like it's going to be able to um, turn into Ultron. That's pretty much my point. I don't know. I think I think worst case scenario, it's like, do you remember when Google had two of its AI machines try to talk to each other? And then instead of talking to each other in English, they created their own language? Yeah. That's very scary. That's terrifying. But uh, But you know what they did? Turned it off. Okay. As long as we, <laughs> as long as we always have control of an on and off switch. Sure. Um, I think we'll be fine. But I, the the hypothetical of this progressing and snowballing into something more mischievous, it's terrifying. If There's if this always, artificial yeah. intelligence could have the ability to slowly learn more and more on its own, right? Or that's learn to be human. Scary. Learn to be human. And there are so many movies that depict it, and I know they're just movies, but hey, I want to just have my guard up. If my phone could but track they, my conversation, what if they learn like, you know, Carl? Yes. Carl learned. Yeah, and he learned to be a good person. And that's what I can hope. That's that's all I can hope for, really. We got lucky. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Uh, the place, the podcast, where even the worst terrible movies Horrible. can still be good. This is not one of those. This is solidly placed in my top 10 movies, honestly. This is fantastic. This is one of my favorite movies. This is... For sure, one of the better movies we've done in a while. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, top 10 in my top 10 list of 2020 movies. Yes. For sure. I'd say top five in 2020 movies. It's pretty solid, man. Right from the get. Even though it's a 2019 movie. Baddies, if you love action, if you love nostalgia, if you love fast-paced everything, check this movie out. Even if you've never seen a Terminator movie, oh, well, cat's out of the bag, you should watch this movie because we watched... Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate. That's right. It's the most recent installment of the Terminator franchise, which we're all familiar with. Yeah. What I love about this film is you don't really need to know too much about Terminator. No, but if you want to know at least enough, um, you could watch the first Terminator and T2 and Judgment Day. Yeah. And, and this, one, this one picks up from where T2 left off uh, and kind of disregards the rest of the films. I have yes. a whiteboard here to try and explain the... The timeline's here, but we can get into that once we get through the nitty-gritty. Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we watched a movie called Terminator Dark Fate, which was released in 2019. It is rated R and has a runtime of two hours, eight minutes, or 100 
and 28 minutes. I believe that's one minute more uh-huh. than what uh, than what it took James Franco to cut his arm off. That's right. He was stuck underneath that rock for 127 minutes. James Franco, you you a champ. Um, has a 6.2 on IMDb, an average of 6.23 on Rotten Tomatoes out of 10, and a 54% on Metacritic. The Google users, um, I will guess, I think it's going to be 90%. It's it's high, but it's not that high. It's 82%. Ah, gosh. It, it deserves more praise than 82 I I honestly think so. I really think it's worth... If you like Terminator... If you like Arnold best, Schwarzenegger... This is the best Terminator. Well, there's not a lot of Arnold in this one. Uh, but I think there's enough. And it's pretty badass a, when he comes. A good amount. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but honestly, this is the best Terminator. Like, I love, T, I love Terminator. I love T2. Uh, I do not like Rise of the Machines, and I don't like Salvation. Uh-huh. Genesis was okay, but this one's fucking awesome. This one is badass. It's you told incredible. me via text that this is metal as fuck. Literally. It is metal as fuck. Literally. Synapsis coming at you. Right at you. In Mexico City, a newly modified liquid Terminator, the Rev-9 model, arrives from the future to kill a young factory worker named Danny Ramos. Also sent back in time is Grace. A hybrid cyborg human who must protect Ramos from the seemingly indestructible robotic assassin. But the two women soon find some much-needed help from a pair of unexpected allies, seasoned warrior Sarah Connor and the T-800 Terminator. When I hear those drum beats, that iconic theme that is of the terminator franchise i get so fucking pumped. goosebumps Directed, i was working out and throughout this entire movie this is a good workout film fuck this yeah this is one dude. to get you going definitely it was directed by tim miller who i blew your mind earlier saying that that is also the director of deadpool yep in fact when he dropped out of deadpool 2 he took this movie instead nice um it had a budget christian it, i've got a couple numbers here but we'll take the higher one of the two i'm gonna choose something very specific just try it i'm just gonna try it I usually go very general, but this will be specific. $373 million. That's the box office recoup. You're oh, guessing this without the budget. Mm. Is what, or what is this oh, number? I was what doing you the saying? box office. You're doing the box. Okay, so the budget was $196 million. Okay, how much did it? You said it gained- it, $373 million. It made $261 million. Okay, I was off by 100 mil. You were off by quite- And, and this movie isn't necessarily as big of a hit as they had hoped it would be, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate because they definitely were hoping that this would uh, do a better start of a new franchise than Genesis did. But why do you think that it wasn't that much of a hit? Is it because- It was when it was released. Mm-hmm. It was released, uh, they chose the time to release it when Wonder Woman dropped out in November of 2019. Mistake. So they took that spot instead, uh, hoping that that was what would make them uh, more money. In fact, it was hurt by, I have it right here, it was released the same time as Harriet and Motherless Brooklyn. And it was supposed to do, you know, be the bigger of the three, but all three of those movies didn't really pan out to be as big as anybody. None of them? No. It was just a bad weekend Mother for all of Brooklyn them. Motherless Brooklyn was that uh, Edward Norton film that he like wrote and directed and starred in. Mm-hmm. And then Harriet was the movie about Harriet Tubman. Yeah. And which, you would think that would blow up, yeah. You know, uh, it seems like there was a little bit for everybody there at the movie theaters, but nobody wanted to watch anything. Yeah. Um, fuck, guys. Go on. Go to the movies. COVID didn't hit yet. You could have gone to the movies. Yeah, it just barely broke even. And I think because of that, we're not going to see another one. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks this for- was a fantastic terminator movie check it out it is truly it it starts off right at the top with murdering the fuck out of john connor yes the one person who we were supposed to love and trust and care for throughout all of the terminator the films. little kid from american history x who played john connor yes. back in the 90s uh they they used the de-aging uh technology that they used in the irishman and in genesis man but they used it a lot or gemini man they use it a lot better in this one Yes, it looked I, real it looked good really in this good, one. Even like it didn't. Young Linda Hamilton looked pretty good, man. Even yeah, young John Connor, young Arnold. Well, they that all was just Arnold's face. That Arnold's body, face on a buff body. But they've used that guy's body before. We've seen that. He's been Arnold's body double for like the last three Terminators. Really? Yeah. And he's still that big. Well, he's got he's got the Arnold body, bro. I guess you got to keep it, yeah, because he Arnold he even as an older man still big. Uh, you know, he's fairly short. How tall is he? He's not six feet. 5'11", at least? No, no, that, no, no, no. Like, sub 5'6". Really? They Arnold's make him short, look so much taller. Arnold's a really short guy. 
Don't say sub 5'6". Really? Arnold's a short guy. I cannot believe it. I think at least 5'10". Have you seen that man on screen? That's exactly it. How tall do you think Tom Cruise is, bro? I know Tom Cruise is like five five foot, but... Tom Cruise is three foot two. I believe Tom Cruise is about a ruler uh, length of a height. So 12 inches? Yeah, he's 12 inches <laughs> tall. He, a ruler length of, <laughs> of a height? I, I didn't know. I don't know. I was trying to structure that sentence better. He is four foot eight. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. What? Are you looking at an action figure of him? Oh, what I'm is so it? Sorry. I was looking at the 16 inch figure. He's six foot two. He's six foot two? He's six foot two. That's why I had to fucking double check because <laughs> no way is Arnold Schwarzenegger, a man of that girth, only five six. Well, I mean, Lou Ferrigno's not that tall. Yeah, but big, Lou Ferrigno looks kind of short. Big Arnold guy, big looks guys, tall. Big muscular guys generally aren't tall, especially bodybuilders. Yeah. Bodybuilders aren't. That's why he was such a, a, a pivotal. You know, Mr. Universe, when Arnold became, you know, Mr. Universe, Mm -hmm. not only did he have 24-inch fucking biceps, but he was also just like an Adonis of a man. Yeah. Oh, people loved him. I think it was you. Someone told me that uh, during his stardom, when he was just starring in all these action roles, he was just fucking girls in his Uh, trailers all of the time. Yeah. Arnold could not put his penis away. Yeah. In fact, I thought this film was a little bit uh, analogous to his real life. Where Carl, the T-800, is living with a Mexican woman and, him, and their love child. Yeah. Uh, much like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his love child. Yep. Um, but Come you, on, Governor. Hey. You couldn't put it away for a second? I, I don't think that child was conceived in office. Um, oh, while he was in I office, I think it just think? came out. I don't know, man. I don't know. If How? it was during or after, I mean, you think that he would have his shit together enough to not make a love child with someone other than his wife. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He's yeah, he But fucked. also, who's going to say no to that big of a man? I'm scared of him. I don't I hope it wasn't a scary thing. I yes, hope I hope. Was, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. I hope it was more of like uh, an irresistible thing. No, yeah. I mean, a man of that stature and who held that much Let's get power. back to the movie. Yes. They've used Arnold face swap with this guy in the past before, and it didn't look as good. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Terminator Salvation. They fight a, T- a T-800, and uh, it, it, it was like one of the early face swaps. And I don't. I didn't think that one looked very good. They just used Photoshop or deep fake, <laughs> and that's Barely, it. It was shallow fake. That's how <laughs> early it was. Um, but this one looks... Really good. Really solid. It's only like a, about a minute long that you see de-aged but, Arnold. But um, but then we cut to modern day Mexico City. Yes. And we we are introduced to a um, a woman named Grace, who is a like I had said earlier, a cyborg augmented. And she had fallen from the sky, went through a bridge. Um, you see her uh, looking like a snack, might I say? Uh, well, she is. She's naked. fit. She's, she's naked. naked, and she's a soldier, so we only expect top-notch physicality. Um, and she's True. badass right from the beginning. She takes out like 10 cops. Yeah, just because uh, since she's augmented, she could sense that they all got weapons. So She takes out the danger. Yeah, took out and the danger. And then robs a man. Which is a common theme in Terminator movies that they these soldiers from the future or robots from the future come out of the sky naked and always say, give me your clothes. You know why they come out naked, right? Well, because that's the only way that they can time travel and they're all born naked, right? No. This is from a YouTube video that I was watching. Okay, why no, are they, they naked? they show up naked because supposedly in their time travel machines, uh, only organic material can be sent back in time. Which is why Arnold in the first movie has to be covered in flesh to cover his metal exactly. inside. Um, so that's why clothes doesn't mean... But if that is true, then also hair and fingernails shouldn't have come through either. Oh, are those not considered organic? They're what not considered mean? living. Oh, I guess so. What the the hair on our head? It's currently living unless it's gray, right? The follicle's real. No, mm-hmm. gray gray hair, gray hair is still, mm-hmm. but like the follicle is alive. But the hair, the like the um. So you strand, want them to come? <laughs> I'm just fingernailless. Hey, Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson's the one who ruined that one for me, bro. If they if that's the rules, if they're setting up rules like this, they gotta follow all of them. Damn it, Neil. He ruins movies for people. Okay, well let's get back to it. Um, so this movie wastes no time. Grace shows up, and also at the same time, a Rev Nine shows up. Rev Nine is a Terminator esque robot that is created by a company called Legion. Yes. That what we're supposed to understand is instead of Cyber Cyberdyne, um, Skynet. Sky, Skynet. Well, Skynet is the name of the AI, but the name of the company that created Skynet was Cyberdyne. Okay. That's why he, like, when they ask him what he is, he's like, I'm a Cyberdyne Series 1 mm-hmm. Model T800. You know more about this uh, than I do, so I'm not going to rebuttal. <laughs> really. I, I just, just the other day, I watched half of the first Terminator for the first time in a few, in like 
It's great. Over a decade. I honestly think everybody should watch T1 right yeah. now. Yes, do it. It's such a good film. And I told you, too, I was like, I always thought of it as kind of hokey, but only because the graphics and the computers weren't quite up to par. I mean, it's this, the mid-80s. 88. Yes. And uh, But this movie has all the technology and all the CGI and uses it perfectly. Wow. Let's get to my favorite scene. Let's do it. When Linda Hamilton comes out of the car, when she fights the Rev-9, her like her introduction to the film. Yeah. She comes through in a truck, so has a shotgun. The Rev-9 has this ability of splitting itself into two different beings. Which is crazy. One is the fleshy uh, nanobots that it can control and, and change its outer. And then the other part is the... Uh, bare bones of the Rev-9 robot. Yes, its foundation. And so it can split itself into two uh, at its will. So it's uh, a liquid like the T-1000, but it's also a solid like the T-800. And yes. If you're into Terminator, then that makes sense. And if you're not, hey, sorry, tough titties. Figure it out. Um, uh, watch the fucking movie because it's great. Yes. Um, Linda doesn't give a fuck. She's shooting both of them. Oh, yeah. With well, a, this is not a, her first rodeo for sure. She's got her... Hundred shot shotgun. Yes, never runs out of ammo, and I don't even care how unrealistic that part was because she just she does keeps... run out of ammo. She does in oh. the back of the C five. Remember, oh. she tosses the gun to Danny, and she's like, "It's out." And Danny tosses her another one. Beautiful, beautiful. So, again, it does work. So good. Linda Hamilton's entrance is is my favorite scene. And at the age of sixty four, Linda Hamilton sixty four. She's sixty four, dude. She could still get it. Real she badass. is such a badass. Wow. She is in top-notch shape for this. It's like believable that she could kind of get through this she movie just, she physically. Is, yeah, truly like what I would have imagined Sarah Connor grew like would have become. Yes, good haircut by the way. Shout yeah. out to her the salon hair designer. stylist. Yes. Um yeah, hey, you know what? Everybody deserves a credit. Got to look good when you kill terminators all day. The brother, I do want to shout this out real quick. Danny's brother uh diego diego has a very short role um but he Poor also diego he that actor also plays luis miguel in the netflix luis miguel series oh wow and uh, he's a really good actor and you're actually. a fan of luis miguel I, uh, you got yes, a shirt I of do. Luis i have miguel. an og luis miguel shirt um but your mom's shirt it is my mother's shirt Thank and you. that's okay it's you know what clothing doesn't have a gender no it's just cloth at the end of the day what i do love about this film speaking of gender mm-hmm. is a lot of stuff that's going on right now is like the reboot the the I call it the girl reboot. Yes. Right where they do like Ocean's Eleven or where they're doing Ghostbusters and they're kind of like really cramming down our throat that they're making this movie but with girls this time instead. Yeah. This movie I guess you could look at this from the outside and say that they're doing the same thing, but it's not uh, done badly. Like I think it's really really good. The fact that they it's- use a woman centric lead. Uh, for like the three lead roles. Yes. Uh, and they do it without it being sappy yeah Whereas, it's like, not where the ghostbusters and the orange or ocean oceans 11 kind of got that way for me yeah um it's it's just the perfect balance i think it's good to have linda hamilton and grace being the top billed actresses in this and well, danny's it, actress too linda and arnold were the top two. Oh, were they the top two? Arnold, of yeah, course arnold, arnold. Second, you know i always bill. forget because spoiler alert arnold doesn't come into the movie until like over an hour in. And this is the only Terminator that Arnold's in where he's not top built. Yeah. So that that's a big deal. Linda Hamilton is an incredible actress. And, you know, women all across the board should be given more money and respect. But, um, you know, not at the cost of my Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> you Was that franchise destroyed for you? That, that movie just sucked. That uh-huh. movie just was not good. Not funny. Right? Girl Ghostbusters was just not good. Um, but Girl Terminator fucking good. awesome good because they also did the great thing where they didn't i was afraid that they were going to boil down danny ramos's character to being a, a new sarah connor yeah i was afraid it was going to be like where force awakens was such a clear um metaphor was... for original star wars yeah where i was afraid this one was going to be it and they don't they do kind of have you start to think it and then right near the end they pull it out and they're like She's not Mother Mary. Well, it's too easy to kind of just rewrite that script into this movie. So they're like, but that's what people do. That's and it's what... feminist forward with making. Oh, why would she have to bear the child that is a boy mm, that is the hero? Boil it down. We're to... in 2020. It's gonna be her. She's the girl that is the hero. And and we keep saying girl. We mean woman. Woman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. I, I yeah. I have a yep. Yeah. But um, I yeah, I love the fact that it wasn't she wasn't boiled down because I always kind of felt bad that Sarah Connor was always boiled down to just the mother. Yeah, right. Like she, it was her womb that they were protecting. Yeah, 
It, it wasn't. That's they didn't true. even really care about Sarah Connor. They really just cared about John Connor. Dude, Linda Hamilton's killing it. Um, like I said, just last night, uh, watched half of the first Terminator to see the difference in her acting chops from 1988 to 2019. Boy, what a difference. And she wasn't even bad in the first no, Terminator. she's great. But now she's just like, you know, she's been through it. She's uh, she's really honed her acting chops. And it really comes off. And I wonder if that comes with just knowing a character for that long. Being, yeah. being so famous for a character like Sarah Connor. Um, I mean, we went to school with a girl named Sarah Connor. And her brother's name was John Connor because their parents loved the fucking Terminator. So <laughs> you're fucking kidding, right? Yeah, I swear to God. Uh, really? Hand to God. I've never met these. You don't remember Sarah? No, not Sarah Connor. Yeah, dude. And I feel like I would know her brother, we John can, Connor. We, yes, we can. Pull, it's in the yearbook, dude. We went to we went to high school with people. I'm named going to fucking Sarah flip a table. How did I not know this? I I don't think she went by Sarah. Oh, because of the movie? And then like when people started finding out, that was like the whole kind of I go, thing. Like, I go by Sarah young Connor. ass. <laughs> I don't think she was a rapper, but I guess, <laughs> I guess so. Um, what was one of your favorite scenes in this film? One of the first fight scenes, it. dude. So Diego and Danny, they both work <sighs> at this auto uh, automotive factory yep. in Mexico yep. City where a bunch of symbolism in this movie where they are slowly being replaced by machinery, robots Weird. and technology, yes. right? Just very, like a little top very of Very timely. Yes. And so in the middle of that, uh, the Rev-9 comes in as they're disguised as their father, yes. who the yes. Rev-9 just killed and about to shoot Danny. And from the cuts comes Grace with a shotgun and like shoots the Rev-9. And so that first fight scene was dope because eventually... The uh, Grace picks up a sledgehammer. This was my favorite. Before part. she gets there, when she shoots him, she shoots him about six or seven times. Yes. She unloads a shotgun on him. The way the Rev Nine gets up, do yes. you remember how he like? Because mm-hmm. he kind of falls down. The, one of my favorite parts about the Seamless. Rev Nine is he, the Rev Nine may not feel pain, but is reacting to like bullets and shit like that. Like the the T one thousand, the liquid T Terminator that they would shoot. Like it didn't matter. Didn't matter what the fuck you were doing to him because the bullets just didn't. But like bullets really affect the Rev nine. Yes, you see And I it. loved how, how there was real ramifications of the fight, but the Rev-9 could overcome it. So yeah. the Rev-9 like grows its skin back over its, over its, its wounds shell and then stands up in the scariest exorcist style way and then has this fucking awesome fight with Grace yes. where she grabs that hammer and she fucking dodges the head cut, Yes, jumps up, oh! and smashes him in the face 20 times with the sledgehammer. There's a part where his head is like against the wall and then she hits him again with a hammer. It's so violent, but so satisfying. The action choreography and just all of the angles and the way it was shot was so satisfying. There's yeah. like a lot of like action movies out there where the camera's shaky and you don't really see much hide- happening. Because they're hiding the uh, sun double. Yes. They're, you don't want to see their face. But here, I mean, they have the technology to just really see yeah, the head get, of that sledgehammer go into that guy's face. I think because most of the Rev-9 is probably CGI anyways. They're like, okay, let's do it. Let's just, yeah. And once again, to see the technology uh, contrast from the Terminator, 80s, yeah. Because the original Terminator, you would see, it was one of those movies where you would see them shooting guns, but you wouldn't see the guy get shot. You just see them like kind of fall and scream, right? They didn't <laughs> want to spend money to kind of yeah, show yeah. the wounds or spe- a yeah. lot of blood. But here you're seeing everything. Well, and Terminator originally was like a cheap, was like a cheaply made film. When James Cameron made the original Terminator, he was not James Cameron. No. Like he was just starting out. And he was like, an ambitious filmmaker. Yeah. And like, I, I have this idea of like a time traveling like yada yada. I want to ask you uh, not to detract from the movie too much, but about this like time travel paradox yeah. of if Danny had never sent Grace back to defend her, would any of this have happened anyways? It's this paradox of like um, the the Beethoven paradox, mm-hmm. right? Where it's let's say you grew up loving Beethoven. You uh, he's your favorite musician ever you know all of his works you've studied his music you've studied his piano playing and then you do you you find a time machine and so the first thing you do is you go back in time to meet beethoven so you go back in time to vienna and you get there and nobody's ever heard of beethoven nobody knows beethoven that's he doesn't exist so you play the music for his beethoven and you start playing that music and show everybody the music of beethoven Mm -hmm. thus creating so very much similar to the plot of yesterday right i mean in a sense right yeah where you where i would take that role so, but so then the question is like, are you Beethoven mm-hmm. 
or or where where did where did you for not quite yesterday because the question is where did you first hear beethoven then yeah was were you hearing real beethoven or were you hearing you going back in time and playing music oh man i don't know man they kind of st- i don't know how this would really work like would it all have happened what you're asking is would it all have happened if grace ended up yeah so they kind of answer that question with the time. t800 Mm-hmm. Of like, because he kills John Connor in the very beginning, the T-800 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Except for that one. That's it. Just that one. Do you remember Do you remember T-2 pretty easily? Yeah, for the most part. What happens to that T-800? T-800? That's the one that melts. Okay, so that one doesn't exist. That's the good Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's so many... Well, from what we're supposed to understand in this film, they sent multiple T-800s behind, uh, back in time to kill John Connor. And throughout the year, Sarah Connor was killing these different variations of the t-800 um yeah so like even the pops t-800 from terminator genesis is a different t-800 than this one yeah they're not it's not all the same yeah i get that like this but this one this specific one that plays carl Mm -hmm. that is carl Mm -hmm. uh is the one that does kill john connor correct correct um that's another and what i didn't pick up until reading it later because the reason why he's able to learn is because after killing John Connor, his systems should have shut down, right? But we actually don't know what happens to the Terminator after he succeeds in his mission because we've never actually seen the Terminator succeed in his mission. Mm-hmm. What happens is as soon as the Terminator succeeds in his mission... It shuts off because that's all it was set to do. But it doesn't. The mm-hmm. T-800 turned itself from uh, what's called a read-only operating system to a read-write operating system where he can now learn and teach his... AI how to love and feel and have emotions. That was that's a retcon. That's the only retcon in this film that I didn't a hundred percent like. Really, yeah. I might be in because disagreement ex- with you in that sense. Well, I don't think they explained it enough in the film. I had to read about that separately to yeah. understand why why Carl learned how to love. Because if they explained thought- it a little bit more, I mean, I guess it could have been a bit longer of a film it was already past two hours right hey man i would i wouldn't have mind watching three hours of this yeah no this was a solid movie yeah, i would have watched three hours of tea i do like that so when arnold first comes into the movie we see him in his cabin you see his little white van that says uh carl's, carl's draperies um and i i think arnold's acting has gotten way better for sure it's not as yeah it's not as like uh, uh forced as it was before dude really I like let's say him and jingle all the way like here he's a little more stoic jingle and all the way is not good arnold but um but like t2 arnold and like um predator arnold and you know he had some solid of course they're not like shakespearean acting levels you know what i mean they're not well yeah because those, those are like 80s and 90s action flicks right but the, but but Nowadays he's not making the best films either though. Like Killing Gunther is not a, a, a end all be all Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger film. Like he's no. not a uh, he's not Daniel Day Lewising it. But like in this film, like you can see, I was thinking that he did a great job acting like a robot trying to be a part of society. I was gonna say I think it's tough playing the Terminator because at one point you have to remember that your character doesn't have emotions yet mm-hmm. the t800 is like always trying to like learn emotions like that constantly they're con- like he's John spent 20 Connor's years trying to teach him how to high five in t2 amelia clark's trying to teach pops how to be a person like in in genesis like that's a very common trope of like i don't have feelings teach me feelings yeah. um but this one does it very well and makes very it very well. funny and i was curious as to why it was so it was like so funny and mechanical how he was handing them beers when they were inside of his cabin. Mm-hmm. And it's because, yes, he's doing a great job acting like a robot trying to be a human. Like this knows, is what humans do. Yeah, like humans I offer, offer a you drink. a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how we are casual. We sit out in the front and we talk and like, uh, yes, I have a family. And even Did, the way he was talking to Danny later on in the film mm-hmm. about his drapery business. That's my that's when that's my favorite scene actually. It's so it w- funny. It was actually part of that was improv. Really? So the line was only scripted to him saying um you know I once had a client who had a daughter who just wanted blank drapes. Yeah. That's the end of the line and then it was going to cut to something up but Arnold kept going and be like but I told him no. I said if it's a little girl's room you should have polka dots or butterflies balloons balloons. so great so funny and that's awesome that that was improvised i would love to have like gone to carl to get drapes and him being like no you want balloons dude i love confident carl confident arnold schwarzenegger in this movie especially when he's talking to uh the gang about 
why his wife loves him. He says, uh, like, they all it's ask. It's not sexual. <laughs> yeah. They all ask, like, don't they know that you're a robot? Like, how can uh, they love you if you're not human? He mm-hmm. says, well, um, I'm a good listener. Uh, I know how to change diapers without complaining. And I'm extremely funny. And, like, none of them laugh. I'm very humorous. Very humorous. I love what... So that, funny. That's something that comes up in every Terminator movie where, like, a Terminator tries to make a joke and nobody laughs. Mm-hmm. The other... Like, this movie Perfect. does really good at, like, tropes of, like, calling back... Because Terminator is such a long-running franchise, there was a million Easter eggs that they threw in there, like, when Danny's brother tells Grace to drive faster... You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, what What do you mean drive faster? Like, she's not trying to drive as fast as she can? Or, like, this is all she... I'm pretty sure her pedal's to the metal. <laughs> or come with me, or you're going to die in the next 30 seconds. Yes. Like, they do little things like that. I won't be back. I won't be... Yeah. Well, he doesn't put on the sunglasses. Since this is supposed to be a, re- a reboot, a retcon, and uh, they know a lot of OG fans are going to come to see this, they have to allocate yeah. some time to fan service. And and they did a great job of like, I you know, even if they make another sequel, I would be fine if Arnold's not in the next sequel. Yeah. Because yeah. first of all, they've already established that the T-800 doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because... He's probably he's the last living model because Skynet doesn't exist anymore because Cyberdyne doesn't exist because that's not the universe that is existent anymore because of Sarah Connor. Watch the movie if you're confused. I, I mean, I hate that part of the Terminator franchise, but I also love that part of the Terminator franchise. It's a love hate thing, dude, because with obviously if you introduce time loops and time travel into a franchise, how many loopholes are there? Well, I'm going to try and break it down for us here. I went ahead and I stole this whiteboard from work. So thank you, Sam. I'll bring it back tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to try and do my best to explain for the baddies and for you, my friend, um, the Terminator timelines, thus how I understand it. Okay. Um, we have the original Terminator. I'm going to call it T1. I'm going to put a little I there. Okay. Okay. So the Terminator timeline is the story of uh, a T-800 that is sent back in time by Skynet to kill Sarah Connor from having her son, John Connor, who is the... Who's the star? Who's the, the leader? Yeah, he's the, the uh the not, not the chosen he, he one. He created the resistance. Yes. Um, and so that's T one. T two is the Terminator sequel. <laughs> where did you bring this whiteboard to just write to the, well, but the titles? On. So so T two and then Terminator three: Rise of the Machines. These are all in the same timeline. These okay. are all these all still make sense. Terminator Salvation takes place in an alternate timeline. So Salvation, that's a backwards S. Salvation, that's the one where Christian Bale is John Connor. Okay. So that has its own storyline. Then there's Terminator Genesis, which has its own timeline and brings us back to like a T, not even a T3 timeline, to a T4-ish timeline where Salvation doesn't exist. Wow. And then Dark Fate has its own timeline that takes off directly from From T2 T2. and erases all of this shit. They were just getting rid of all of the sequels that happened afterwards. So all the shit that we just spent 20 years learning and caring about. Get rid of it. It's either... And they could get away with it because... Because it's time travel. It's time travel. All they have to do is just go... In this universe, it doesn't happen. (laughs) In this universe, uh, Christian Bale does not exist. They do. I do like that they establish that every Terminator that goes back and, and does a job or fails at a job thus spawns a new universe. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see what happens to the Pops T-800. Like, I want to see what he was doing um, when we weren't, you know, when he was just living in San Francisco. I want to see Carl when he's building this drapery business and also like a armory. I'm down I for a see... sitcom for Carl and Carl's draperies, dude. I, w- I just want to see what all the T-800s are doing because apparently there's a million of them. I just want to see like a, a Black Mirror style... Every episode is a different T-800. I want to try something out. Okay, go. So in the movie, we see Carl's work van. Mm -hmm. It says Carl's draperies, and it has a number on that van. Uh, I think it's a 555 number. It's a a number that you can call. Really? You can actually call it. Are you going to call it right now? I'm going to call it right now. I took a screenshot of the number. This is the best day of my life. And we're going to see what it says. I hope someone answers. So the number is, for you baddies out there, if you want to try it out for yourselves, it is 888-512-1984. So I'm going to go ahead and try that. I'm wondering if these are any special dates. You're, you're trying to find a conspiracy theory within well, this? Well, I mean, 1984, that seems like a very specific... But I was, I was, at first, I thought maybe those, that's the date of the first movie, but I believe the first movie came out in 88. 
94 was when the sequel came out. Okay. Calling it. Oh my god, this is awesome. That's creepy. What the fuck? Did it hang up on you? It says user busy. Because everybody's calling him. Call him again. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, for, I got this from a YouTube video, and they said, uh, they said if you call this, Arnold picks up what? as Carl <laughs> and even gives you an hasta la vista, baby, oh, at the end of it. Oh, man. So God, the number does exist. Worked. User's busy God, I wish because other people are calling this. Of course. And I'm not surprised. I'm going to try one more time. It's like the numbers from Departed and stuff like that when you used to be able to call it. Which is so cool. Oh. One more time, and then I'll put it away forever if it doesn't work. No wonder. Uh, it's so worth the $196 million. Oh. oh, fucking Arnold. We'll have to look it up online because uh, I, I love it, man. I, That's cool. Yeah, it exists, though, so it's not a 555 number. Um, so good. And I'm, for you listeners out there that don't know what we mean by saying a 555 number, usually when fake phone numbers are put out there and mm-hmm. they have three fives within the uh, 11 digits or the 10 digits, uh, it's not a working number. It's just for the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's what they try to do so that you're not, like, calling a random number being like, Hey, can I talk to Sherlock Holmes? Sorry, this is Sarah. Fuck you, Sarah. Um, do you want to play uh, uh, our favorite game real quick since we're getting near the end of the episode? And Let's do it, yeah. We're going to play the favorite game with, with our man Arnold. I, yes. I'm gonna, I pulled up a bunch of his stuff, but I didn't look at, at a lot. I mean, the first three were Terminator movies anyways. So. <laughs> okay, we're not, okay, we cannot say any of the Terminator movies then? Uh, I mean, are, are those we can, play? but we can throw. I mean, those are gonna be the first ones to go. All right, then I'm gonna go with obviously. But uh, full names: Terminator, Dark Fate. Nice Terminator. Uh, T two Judgment Day. That's. Is that wrong? Yeah. T two Judgment Day. It's just T two. Term- isn't it Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines? You got the thing in front of you. Uh, but then I'm gonna see other titles. Ah, uh, fine. Just let me pass. You're right. It is Judgment Day. Okay. okay boom, cool. baby. Uh, then T three: Rise of the Machines. Twins. Nice. Kindergarten cop. Um uh I just I just yeah, watched come one. On, dude. I just watched one. You also uh, just said Last one. Action Hero. Nice. Jingle all the way. Nice. Uh I'm gonna go with Dude, what's the one with the three tittied lady? I oh, just that's my watched next one. it. That's my next one. I just watched it. Oh man, I, I love when I win. Holy fuck. Wait, wait, give me a second. Just think about it. You have to bring it all back. Uh, I'm just gonna do a uh, true lies. Mm, total recall. Total Recall. That's the fucking movie, dude. Killing Gunther. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, Batman and Robin. Predator. Nice. Very nice. Um, what was the one with Johnny Knoxville? Last, oh, that's right. Last day. Ah, uh, fuck it. Hercules in New York. Nice. Like his first one where they had to dub him. We should do that one for the show. Oh, man. I don't know if I could get through that movie. There's uh, a character in there who like sells pretzels. Pretzy. Uh-huh. Pretzy the pretzel man? It's so <laughs> sad because you know when that movie's over, Pretzy man's trying to tell people about how he met Hercules, and everyone's like, you're fucking crazy, you're bro. You're fucking stupid. Uh, anyways, Arnold movies. Um, did You You just went, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I got it. Hercules in New York. I got it. Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Very nice. Very, very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, he is also in a movie with... Yeah. Yeah, you got this. Hang on. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a terrible fart, man. If it stinks in here. No, my farts don't smell. No, shut up, dude. Your farts smell. No, they don't. Okay, stop buying time. Because <laughs> you know I'm winning right now. You're. It's not like you're one above me. Yes, you're right. Um, and it's not like I'm thinking of a title as this is going on, too. Do you have one? No. Fuck, okay. I got to have one then. Um... Baddies out there playing this game too. I know, and they're kicking me right now because they're, they're screaming at us, they dude. Are scre- what if I can just listen to what the baddies are screaming in their car right now? Yes, they're screaming the name. What is it? Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. What? No, I don't know. I just, had, I just had to come up with an answer. Okay, I didn't that means have no I answer. win. Yes, you okay, do. all right. Let's, Thank you very much. Hand me the belt. Ding, ding, ding. Oh man, I'm already seeing one. Look. Okay, let's see it. Let's see it. what what is there. Commando. Fucking commando. So we all so right off the top, Terminator, Terminator 2, Predator, Total Recall, True Lies, Kearney Garden Cop. We said all of those. Last Action Hero. Yep. Conan. Twins. Last Stand. I was right. It is called okay. Last Stand. 
Jingle all the way. The Running Man. The Running Man. Red Heat. Pumping Iron. Fucking Eraser. But does would Pumping Iron? That would that count? count? That's a that's a that's dog. Technically, it's not. No? It's actually based on a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I take but it, back. it follows it follows Lou Ferrigno. Sabotage. Did we ever do Sabotage? No. That's such a crazy dude. Oh, I was thinking film. of the Expendables. the Expendables, but he's only a cameo in Expendables too. Okay, but he's, he's only, in he's fully in the first one, right? No. <gasps> no, he's only a cameo in Expendables too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then he's full on in Expendables three. Okay. Damn. Was he in office when he was doing when he did that cameo? Yes. Uh, that's, that's why, why he was wasn't in. That's why he wasn't in Expendables because he was still in office. That's why it was just a cameo. Can and you do he, movies while you're in office? You're not supposed to like. That would be a job, and because he's a SAG actor, he would have to get paid union wages, and you're not supposed to get paid from, from other anything else people or corporations. So if or you're, have a side job, if you're in a public office. So if you're president, mayor, governor, you can't sell T-shirts on the side. No, that's like super. Well, I mean, your campaign can, but like you're not supposed to be making money. Based on the office. Like, that's why Donald Trump isn't selling his MAGA hats and getting money straight well, into he, his pocket for it. He is. Is he getting money somehow, but he's not. Right? So, but he's not selling, like, um, the Trump hotels haven't become, like, Trump um, presidential hotels. Ah, I see that would saying. be illegal because he's using the office of the president to better his businesses. Okay. Which okay. he is still anyways, but Let's whatever. see what else is on here. Um, isn't kill, there a movie where his daughter becomes a zombie? Days? Oh, I don't know. What do you think that one's called? I don't know. My daughter's a zombie. Uh, T2 3D Battle Across Times That was the live show In Universal Studios That I was just telling you about Oh That wow. was dope as fuck um, Christmas in Connecticut I've never seen that one You know I've heard of uh, Stupid fucking uh, rumors Or just like Urban myths That Arnold Schwarzenegger He worked out so much That he would have a picture of beer for his carbs, for his uh, macros. I wouldn't be which so, wouldn't work. I don't think it, would it could. I think could. those are empty carbs. I don't know how it works. I mean, it would be like uh, I've I have heard actually drinking beer after workouts is is uh, something that people do. But I also would one hundred percent believe if that's something that Arnold did because one, he's Austrian. Yes. So they love beer out there in Austria and Belgium and Germany, yeah. um, and. Uh, and especially like in the seventies and eighties, he I'm sure beer was probably one of the cleaner carbs he could have had. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, he could whatever he did, it fucking worked for him because not only was he thick, but he was cut as hell. I mean, he's he's got the perfect body. All right, uh, I need to ask you who wins, T eight hundred Arnold Schwarzenegger, or RoboCop, OG RoboCop. <sighs> Damn. The T eight hundred. You think so? The T eight hundred, but new RoboCop versus the Rev nine. I got to give it to the Rev-9. Oh, Rev-9 is almost unstoppable. Well, not really. I mean, obviously at the end of this movie, uh, spoiler, uh, <laughs> Rev-9 dies. The, the bad guy loses in this one. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, but uh, yeah, I think OG, T-800. But new school, Rev-9. Okay, yeah. Rev-9 could really fuck shit up I, with I those blade arms. RoboCop just doesn't have enough. New RoboCop's got quite a bit more. But... New RoboCop got a motorcycle that goes real fast and old all RoboCop, the technology. Old, old RoboCop had a car. Okay. Okay. I don't know. You know how we can figure this out? What? Mortal Kombat. That's right. You can Both play RoboCop, RoboCop and, and T-800. And then winner has to fight Rambo. Is Rambo in Mortal Kombat? Yep. Wow. Mortal Kombat just using a lot of characters that aren't from Mortal Kombat anymore. I love it. I'm all about it, bro. <laughs> I want to see. I'm all about it too. The Joker's in Mortal Kombat 11, also. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, other, I do. This movie's action packed. Yeah, of course. And I, my favorite aspects of this movie are the action packed scenes, the car chases, fucking phenomenal, where they're throwing metal rods at each other. When they're yes, that yes, that is a great scene. Yeah. Also, I was gonna say when like Arnold's leading out his car, shooting, leading out of the van, yep. shooting at the Rev Nine, and the Rev Nine is just like taking these shots while he's the. The actor who plays the Rev-9, like, I don't know how he filmed this, but it's like the way his body's reacting to these gunshots and, like, uh, effect, yet he's still running towards the target. It's such a, like, a weird zombie... Uh, it's has scary. ...has to get to his target thing that is just done so well by this actor. He's tunnel visioned laser focused on his target he will do anything and everything to take down danny doesn't matter what's even scarier is that he could he was charming 
Rev Nine was charming. He was he able was to throw on that like yeah. the the Texan accent, that little Southern twang. When he was a border patrol agent, they're like, "You have to register your gun," and he's like, "All right." And then they go through yeah. a metal detector. He's like, "My whole body's a weapon." Yeah, and the guy's like, "My whole body's oh, a weapon." For the women. And it, it beeps. And he says, uh, "Got a metal hip. Got two tours in Afghanistan." And like, how do you not say no to a veteran that just says that? Are you going to really question this person in uniform already? Not uh, in Texas, you ain't. Nope. Nope. They even make a joke. Remember when Arnold shows his shed full of They're like, why do you have guns? all these weapons? And he's like, based on my account, or based on my probability aspects, I figured that this country would collapse in about 12% probability. And also, this is Texas. This is Texas. That I just love. It is really cool that Arnold has the ability to calculate scenarios, the probability of uh, whether or not something will happen. That's right? a that's a great computing factor that it, that like the T eight hundred is very is, capable. Of. It's fucking awesome. Um, other things I want to point out. Um, I was talking to a coworker. Shout out Joel if you're listening to this. Uh, he was telling me that of about all the symbolism there was that James Cameron was putting into the first Terminator. Hmm. So in the first Terminator, uh, when he when Arnold comes out naked and he sees those three punks mm-hmm. um, just chilling outside, he like punches one of the dudes and he hits his back toward uh, metal bars. And that was supposed to be symbolic of like uh, of a jail cell and like how mm. humankind is surrounded and already entrapped by metal wow. machinery. The club that Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton escapes to uh-huh. in the first Terminator, the theme is almost jail cell or like uh Yeah, it is like a like punk steampunkish, right? With like yeah. metal. And that's another thing that James Cameron was like, "Okay, we want them constantly surrounded by metal as a metaphor that you are surrounded by you know, machinery, robots, uh, the future." The Uzi that he uses in that nightclub scene. Yes. You can see over his shoulder in the armory. Wow. Really? Yeah. It may not be the exact same Uzi, but it's the same. But it's just like a a tip of the hat to that moment. Um, Even the detainees from the Border Patrol uh, of the the people trying to immigrate to the Mm -hmm, US, mm -hmm. that symbolism, like constantly uh, being cooped up and entrapped by metal. Yeah. James Cameron's thinking about it all, dude. James Cameron, I I love James Cameron for some of the work that he's put out, but I do also know like sometimes he can be a major douche about his films. Oh, I'm sure. Like, he very uh, fart sniffy is what you like to call it, right? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was yeah I was talking about Joss Whedon's um, much, uh, much to do about, about nothing, nothing, and how I was like this movie like uh, well it's very good because it's Shakespeare, and at the end of the day I'll I'll always love Shakespeare. Um, it's very like look at how artsy fancy I am, yeah. and it's like uh, I'm over it, like. Yeah, it's only for that those me out of major film buffs that are looking for the very small things. Yeah, like I could see somebody watching that uh, Much Ado About Nothing and being like, this is what cinema's supposed to be. And then like scoffing at Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> this is not what cinema's yeah, supposed to be. That's so silly. And it's like, no, actually, Terminator Dark Fate's metal as fuck, bro. This is really cool. You can watch this. Awesome. You know what you're getting into. Oh, yeah. You know it's Terminator. You know it's Good Hat versus Black Hat. You know it's robots in time travel. Like, and it does it all. Very, very well. Very well. Um, you're not going to be bored at any moment. No. Uh, the acting is great. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, I believe, is the girl that yeah, plays Grace. Grace. Killing it. My only critique of this film is I wish Hollywood wasn't so squeamish of having a lesbian lead. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Grace and Danny definitely had an unrequ- or had an unspoken love that they that they just kind of barely kind of wink at. In this film, I think it was too subtle for me to even note. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I, I guess I could see how that is. I mean, why else? A would, why else would Grace be so determined to save Danny's life? Well, because Danny was the the future. Also, Danny saved Grace's life later on. Exactly. In the future and too. why? So why would Danny save Grace's life if Danny didn't already love Grace? But that doesn't. I mean, like that could be a, a love that isn't romantic. I could save your life, and you could save my life, and I'm not gonna, you know, say let's well, hold hands. Fuck me. No, no, dude. No, we don't <laughs> no, have to. I, I, I just think that they were, I think Hollywood was a little squeamish because it would have changed, that would have become the whole thing of Terminator was mm-hmm. the fact that they had a lesbian lead. But, but I, I think like... that would have been, that would have added to the characters. It was something that I was already reading into without it having to be too out there. You're right. They should have done it. Oh, because this was very recent. This is 2019. Nice At that point, we're already, the society's already progressive enough to be like, yeah, I get it. Two, two lesbian leads. That's w- fine. Would it have been too much where people are like, let me get this straight. You're rebooting, you're rebooting Terminator with girl leads and they're lesbians. I think that's the, the problem, problem is. is how machismo 
the Terminator, Terminator franchise fans. was, you know? And like they are. Arnold the, on mm-hmm. a motorcycle, like, shooting the fuck out of shit. Because Terminator, up until now, has always been a guy's film. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to watch this with the boys. Well, did you read any re- reviews about this film? Uh, no. People were hating on it because a lot of the reviews that I read about it, they're like... Uh, I feel like they wasted all my time for five movies telling us how much John Connor was important, and then they kill him in the first two minutes. Like nobody could get over the fact like that John they killed Connor John died. Connor in the movie, and it's just Sorry, like, dude, dude, get the fuck over it, bro. Like yeah. this is just a different story. This is a different timeline. But I think a lot of guys couldn't get past the fact that they'd spent their childhood caring or being involved with this character. Yeah, that they felt like they were losing something, and I think that again, the worst part about. The Joker film is the fans. The worst part about Star Wars is the fans. The worst part about Terminator is the fans. It's not the movie. And, you know, once you make such a great franchise and you keep upping the standards more and more and they get more and more invested and you try to make a, a slight change. turn, a mm-hmm. change, you know, you just make a bold move, you're, you're yeah, it's a gamble. People off, for sure. You know, objectively speaking, this movie on a surface level, not, without even knowing the franchise, is solid. If I were to watch this and not know... What was going on? If I had zero context, I'd be like, "Great film! This is great time travel. You got robots. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger. But but those are all things that we like would enjoy in a film, anyways, right? Regardless, yeah, exactly. I could see somebody. Let's say you're an alien who comes down to Earth, and and Terminator is like the first franchise that like is put in front of your face. You could watch this film and then be like, "This is great." Yeah. Whereas, like, if you were if your first franchise was Ghostbusters, and yeah, and you watch Girl Ghostbusters, and you're like this. It's horrible. They made two other films like this before? No way, bro. No, oh, no way. No, Show the classics first, and then I would still highly recommend, you know, watch the classic Terminator and T2 before watching this. I, I, but you could still just go into here. watch it, bro. It's on Hulu. Watch it right now. Yeah. Check it out, y'all. Um, You have a best person on set? Uh, Tim Miller, the director. Nice. That's he, a solid He one. helped re- uh, him and David. Excuse me, David Goyer, uh, famous of DC. He wrote a lot of DC films, a lot of comic book films. Um, David Goyer writes. He's really good at building worlds, but they rewrote a lot of his stuff for this film. James Cameron was heavily involved in the writing of the script. Um, I got to give it to Tim Miller, man. He did a great job. Really, like I t- even texted this to you. This is what I think Terminator would have been if they had the CG and the technology to make it in the 80s. Yep, yep. But we had to wait three and a half more decades to get this. We had to pass Judgment Day. Yep, and we a, did. Do you have a Best Person on Set Award? Yeah, it's going to go to James Cameron. Uh, yo, shout out <laughs> shout out to him for coming back to this beloved franchise. Yeah, he turned his back uh, on T3 and didn't, I don't even, I believe he didn't even watch Terminator Genesis. He's just like, nah, don't want to don't wanna see it. That's yeah. not that's not my baby. They, he thought they had ruined his uh, story, which they kind of did. Well, yeah. I mean, as a, you know... Because Genesis and Salvation were very, very bad. He made this in 1988, the the franchise, you know, before he was big. Mm -hmm. He was just an ambitious filmmaker. That's your baby, you know? And if you see, if you pass it on, if you uh, pass the torch to someone else and they fucking put it out, yeah, you're going to have some hard feelings. I don't even know if he passed it for T3. I believe that they just didn't hire... I believe the rights of Terminator were bought by a different company. That sucks, And then. then they brought in a different... and they Because remember, Terminator was a cheap film in the beginning. Yeah. It, it wasn't an expensive franchise. It didn't start making all of this money until Universal made a ride and started making... You know, put Christian Bale in it. Now they got to put millions and millions of dollars into these films. I bet you the first one probably cost less than $500,000 to make. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And we have the technology to check if it was less than $500,000. So, baddies, if you're listening out there, make a bet with yourself. If it's over $500,000, buy yourself an ice cream. But if it's under, punch yourself in the kneecap. But not too hard because you don't want to do that if you're driving and swerve into a tree. Arnold does punch himself in the kneecap in this film to kind of get his legs back in order. There you go. And that was a purposeful... Uh, well, I will eat my hat because that movie had a budget of... million. And that's where we're going to end the episode because we don't want to sound too wrong for too long. It did make $78 million, though. I'm just saying, in comparison to the rest of the movies, it's very small. Yeah. Yes. So (laughs) So that's uh, how I'll save myself. But also, it was the late 80s. So, I mean, a a good surplus of money. The $0.4 million is just in cocaine. I believe it, man. Those people were hyped on set. You mean tell me I'm going to be a robot from the future? Yeah, I was just going to say, you're telling me James Cameron wrote this completely sober? No fucking way. No, dude. You don't think of like If he was sober? 
Robots coming from the future to kill you is the highest form of paranoia that only drugs can give you. James Cameron and Stephen King probably snorting a bunch of coke right in the right in movies Stephen at the same King, time. Stephen King for sure. We know for a fact Stephen King sucked up a bunch of cocaine. You can see it in his face. He you looks like a grain of coke. See it in his writing. He writes in liquid cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. His manuscripts are all This man is rich if he could get his hands on that much cocaine that he just writes with it. Oh, when you're white, you're white. Yeah, and on that note, um I think we are done with this episode. Baddies, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been It Can't Be That Bad podcast. Uh, take it easy, y'all. Alejandro, any last words? If the robots take over, we are on your side. Don't, 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 don't.